Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maledsky. <laughs> Hashtag news anchor. And I'm Melanie <laughs> Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. Yes. We are here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. Across the entire internet, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That will bring you directly to our website. It'll get you to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and on Patreon. It will get you to our Donate Now page, where if you would like to become a supporter of the show, that is one of the places you can do so. We would love your support in any way that you're willing to offer it, if you so wish to. Five-star ratings go a long way. Subscribe on any of those channels that we just talked about. Like the show, spread the word, share the shows with people that are important to you that you think will find value in our programming. And if you find value in our programming and feel like you would like to support even more so, we would invite you to become a member of the Trust the Journey family. And that is a private group on Facebook, which we curate full of wonderful people who all have a like-minded vision towards personal growth and vulnerability and emotional safety. And to become a member, all you need to do is donate in any amount on Patreon, and that will get you into the Trust the Journey family. The easiest way to find our Patreon donation is to scroll down to the bottom of our website homepage and find the big purple button that says Donate Now. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. It makes a difference. The show is is not necessarily a big income generator for us. And uh, that's not the not the mission per se. We're, we're certainly happy if it goes that direction. But really, it's about creating community and connection and all the things we just shared in our mission. With that, we're also now looking for aligned sponsors and advertisers. We have, you know, been around a long time. We have an audience and we are you know, getting off of our toddler legs a little bit in podcasting. So we're still, we know we're still growing and we have a lot of, of upward trajectory and we're hoping to partner with brands that align with our mission to create another avenue for value add to the audience and of course to whomever joins us and all of that. So if that's something that resonates with you or your company, reach out, drop us a line. Uh, usually a DM on Instagram is the best way to find us at least right now. And that's trustthejourney.today, as Jay pointed out earlier. And we also want to thank Kimberly Joy Voice, our editor. Definitely hit her up for voice, uh, for podcast editing services and all kinds of audio engineering. She's at KimberlyJoyVoice.com. Yeah, individually, Jay is at Jason underscore Maledsky on Instagram. And all of my stuff is at MelanieCurtis.com. So from there... Let's dive into this thing. Today we are talking about flow. Oh, where yeah. are we going to go with that one? <laughs> mm. This is this is a, a f- super fun topic for me. And as soon as I hear that topic, I'm like, wow, this goes into all my favorite things. And it's such a, a wonderful experience when we find flow. So I could go 
to any point in our lives. I want to bring it to you, Melanie, and I want to hear about, I'm excited to hear about your recent um, time spent in flow in the big windy tube uh-huh. with a whole bunch of other girls. <gasps> I want to hear about that one. Oh, yeah. God, you know, it's so funny. The last couple of months have been incredibly intense in my life. I have been traveling a lot, which I I took time off from doing my client calls with my, you know, consulting and life coaching and executive coaching work. And so it's it was an interesting time for me where I, f- I had a lot of things on my calendar that were atypical and intense. And that isn't necessarily sustainable. <laughs> like, Agreed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm laughing because I was just saying before we got on this show, peeps listening that I was telling Jay, and I'm glad he's my first call today because I was just like, oh, my God, I'm just smoked. You know what I mean? But it's OK. It's a recovery thing. So anyway, to actually answer your question, one of the things that I did over the last couple of months was go and spend nearly a week in Abu Dhabi at the largest wind tunnel in the world with basically 45 of the best female vertical flyers in the world preparing for the next women's vertical world record. One of the coolest things that happened while we were there was that we basically broke another world record while we were there and had 40 women inside inside this tunnel upside down in a built predetermined formation it's unbelievable training unbelievably intimidating when you first look at it and yeah I trained to be ready to go over there so that I wouldn't be scared so that I could get in there and go like I know how to flip upside down I can do this oh you know, like, oh, the burble dropped me down. So now I have to go up when there's, you know, 40 or 39 other people. And I have to go into this little tiny vertical column of space and then flip over again and redock on my grips. You know, I was that literally happened. Like I was able to do that because I went prepared. And we talk about this a lot with the record. And it's coming up in November, the free fall record. And we're trying to do 100 women. And it's one of the things that we're impressing upon people is that you got to come current. You got to come ready because if we're talking about flow, okay, how do you access flow and where, and how do we get to those peak performance moments and those connected moments inside of a physical activity? And there's lots I could talk about and I will on this episode, but in my experience with physicality and things like this, the preparedness does matter because otherwise the fear is too, it's too high. So the fear mm-hmm. keeps me from a flow state where I'm like overthinking, I'm in my head. So there's lots of things I can do to help kind of lower that fear if I am unprepared. But preparedness helps that in a big way so that you can, while you're actually doing the training or doing the thing, you can access those peak flow states and trust your body to know what to do, which is a big thing that I remind myself all the time when I'm skydiving or tunnel flying. 
I have to say it was really exciting to watch you ladies uh, training. And I, I'm very personally familiar with that type of intense, focused training in large groups and with clear goals and attempting something and preparing for something that has never been done before and that has a lot of physical risk and it's emotionally taxing, physically taxing, and all the things that you were alluding to with the descriptors around flow, I think that if we talk about the concept as a whole about what are the different types of flow and how do we get access to them and why would we want to get access? What are the values of flow? Like what, what is this flow thing for those of us who aren't, you know, familiar with it on the regular flow state is a state of mind where we are not really thinking about what we're doing. We're involved in an action of some kind. It could be as simple or a form of it, which may appear simple, could be writing. Just a flow of thoughts coming out of your mind and going onto a piece of paper. It could be involved in creating music. Music is a wonderful state of flow. It could be in any kind of movement, uh, running or jogging or riding a vehicle of some kind, flying. Uh, and it it can come in activity with others, like in lovemaking as a beautiful form of connected flow. And there's so many versions and there's this huge value to it uh, as far as being able to engage in some kind of a activity in which our mind, our thinking mind, the present mind that tries to get ahead of ourselves, that tries to move into the future or gets caught up in the things in our past those minds quiet down and we become very attuned to the present moment and what needs to be occurring in the present moment isn't something that we actively think about. It's something that is occurring because we've done the work to become proficient or skilled at a particular behavior of some kind, which allows us to move through whatever activity we're doing with enough confidence and enough relaxed focus to do so in a very smooth and flowing, as thus the word, type of way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I absolutely feel connected and in flow and conversation. Something I, absolutely. you know, yeah. I talk about like 10,000 hours, Malcolm Gladwell, that type of thing is very real for me. Conversation is one of those things because it's like, well, I've been doing this I've been doing coaching work, which is a modality, a conversational modality of helping people and, and of course being in connection, but it's very much a place where I find flow state as well, even though your thinking mind is, is present, you know what I mean? So it's like, doesn't mean that the thinking mind isn't present, but it, yeah, it's fascinating when you can find it. And that's what, at least for me, appeals to doing things at high levels is that flow, flow state is so much more accessible when we have earned a level of proficiency at something and feel masterful at something. There's the, the, again, I sort of speak to the competence and confidence that comes with that level of mastery. Okay, what's the value? 
of that, of mastery of this, this notion of peak performance, this notion of flow. For me, one of the huge things is it does free us from the monkey mind. It frees us. It is a very palpable, energetic experience that is, does not include fear. So that is just a beautiful thing when you walk around your life having a more anxious demeanor, having a more sort of a very hyper vigilant state, however, that might have evolved in you. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about that because that's sort of been my experience is this undoing, this healing, deep healing of this deeper, these more acute anxieties. And so, flow state is just, God, that feels so, it feels so good. Because of, because of that break, it gives you from those anxieties. And it's beautiful that it's accessible and it, that it's available to us as a part of our healing and a part of our joy of experiencing life in different ways. There's a, a couple of things I want to bring to light kind of, um, as this as we develop this topic and there's a couple types of flow just for examples where we might not think of these immediately as, as a version of flow, but something is um, like knitting, mm-hmm. sitting with two knitting needles and moving thread through your yarn through needles uh, or, or fishing, standing at a river's bank and casting a fly into the water. And there's just these rhythmic kind of movements behaviors that as we said before they take us out of getting too far ahead of ourselves or caught or remove us from being caught up in our past and there like you said there is thinking involved in it but i think there's a different type of learning involved the learning is tends to be for me something that is uh, refined learning mm. where we're we're making subtle improvements on a skill set we've already developed and flow doesn't tend to occur in a skill set that we are initially developing while we're still fresh and and green or sh- then we're still ad- bringing up the skill set or adapting a skill set you might imagine it hard to say have flow playing piano if you're not adept at playing piano it's going to be very tedious and very and there's not going to be much flow at all yeah so these types of at least in the physical sense as form as a practice the there needs to be a practiced uh at least a decent amount enough of practice in place to detach from the i'm trying modality and move into the i'm doing modality yeah yeah yeah. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of books on the topic mm-hmm. that we could dive into. There's the big thing is there's a change in our brainwave. The typical the type of brainwave that's active when we move into a flow state is a higher frequency brainwave, meaning a more calm or more controlled brainwave, which allows us to f- both mentally and physically slow down yeah. and do things more smoothly and more cleanly and, um, yeah, fluidly. Yeah. Well, I mean, give us an example of where you typically connect. I mean, obviously I would think obviously the skydiving is a good example, but, and we can certainly go there, but what, what's it, what are some examples that you where you experience it. I can, I can list many, many examples and I'll try to 
move back and forth to see, and I'm just going to do a, like an open explore here yeah. for some vulnerability. I'm just going to like look for examples that are, because I know immediately I can find a number of them that are in movement. Mm -hmm. And for me, the, the actual physical movement of my body starting at a young age is where I first started to find flow. So my bicycle it was a very comfortable place for me. I learned to ride my bicycle very early. I ride very well. And that moved into motorcycles. And motorcycles are a well-known place of flow. And you're physically moving and you're with a ro with rotating masses. So there's this kinetic energy piece. And you're in this... The bicycle doesn't work unless it's in motion. So there's a an aspect of this that is like you need... In order for it to even function, it needs to be moving. You need to keep it moving for it to be functional. So there's this synergistic kinetic energy between the actual movement of the bicycle and you're making it move or you're making the motorcycle move and then how you make it move through the terrain or the obstacles or whatever environment you're riding it in. When I think about other forms of flow that involve movement but also stillness, that's a really interesting um, it's an interesting observation to see on a bicycle, there's actually a lot of stillness. You actually, if you think about a child trying to learn to bicycle, learn to ride a bicycle, they're trying to learn to stay still. They're trying to learn to balance, right? Balance involves not moving around, but also not falling over. So there's this wonderful analogy in the bicycle of how do I stay on top of this machine that won't stay upright unless I keep it upright and then also make it move left and right by leaning from one side to another. So you're moving in between these two modalities of trying to stay still and motion. And I can think of that with, for me, flying parachutes is the very much the same way. It's very much about being as still as you can possibly be. And uh, things like yoga, yoga is a great example where there's very much holding of poses in yoga where the poses completely stop in motion for periods of time. And in those moments when we're not moving is probably the most challenging parts of yoga versus the actual movement from one posture or pose or asana to another is when there's, you know, there's, there's space in what is occurring for for flow to happen now where i really my personal belief is it's all anchors back to our breath mm. the flow like a tide in and out of our breath is in my personal experience and of course in this universe called jay's universe hi guys welcome to my universe the only one i actually ever get to explore <laughs> Everything is centered in the breath. It is all about the inflow of fresh air and the exhale, uh, expiration of carbon dioxide and all the used air coming out and all the fresh air coming in and this cycle or this flow and connecting to it, finding whatever means we have to just ride that current then I find a peacefulness that comes along with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Excuse me. This last weekend, I officiated my nephew's wedding. It was 
wonderful. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was wonderful. Uh, it was a great honor. I just, uh, I'm thrilled with how it went, all of it. And you know how they say, and I think this is true for the most part, is that weddings and funerals are like the times pretty much when family and big groups of people come together because it's one of the, those are a couple of the only things that motivate people enough out of their regular lives to show up for something. And why I bring this up is that yeah, I could talk about skydiving all day long. I could talk about wind tunnel flying. I could talk about flying parachutes. I could talk about all this, the skydiving stuff. I could talk about skiing. I could talk about dancing, lots of stuff. Mm. But I think mm-hmm. what one of the things that's important to note in the conversation around flow is to make it a bit more accessible for people who aren't into, and maybe most of our listeners are people who do the things that we do, whether they're skydivers or, or athletes or adventurers or nature enthusiasts or whatever. So I, I imagine most people resonate with those parts of the conversation. But why I bring up the wedding is that it was so wonderful to just be with my family. God, I could cry. I'm just like so grateful that we had that time together. And I very much was with them. I was very present with them. And I w- as such, we had this beautiful, connected, shared experience. One thing that I've just like really cherish, like deeply cherish that time with them, dancing on the dance floor and just having, making funny jokes and telling stories. It's just like a million different things, walking up the thing like away back from the ceremony doing the ceremony itself the prep of like so many different things there's lots of like movement there there's lots of things to think about there's lots of things to do but the thing that stands out to me from the weekend is the is the depth of presence and how that opens and opened the door to flow state in that version of life experience and connection and doing and being, you know what I mean? So it would have been very different if my mind had been distracted elsewhere. It would have been, listen, that's a skill set to build in itself because life is always moving. A lot of shit goes down all the time. We always have things to be challenged around. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm reflecting on this weekend because I'm feeling stoked that I was able to be with my family in such a flow type level, even though life isn't is crazy all the time, you know what I mean? And there's just so much you could think about, but I was just like, so with them. And I'm just so grateful for that. I was thinking about another form of flow while you were talking, I was listening to you and the concept of movement isn't always related, right? It's um the, even something like reading a book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where our mind is engaged in a process. You know, reading is a great example where you detach from it's the monkey mind, right? The monkey mind that's busy planning next week's business meeting or family gathering yeah. or adventure or whatever it might be, or that's busy dwelling on 
something that occurred in a in our past those that mind is quieted and our attention our broader focus is brought in to a narrower band and i think that is really the essence of what flow is is narrowing that field of vision so that we don't allow distracting thoughts yeah. from one space or another to sneak in to what we're doing and draw us out of our present moment and into some other, either something that hasn't happened or something that has happened in either situation. Both of those things are not happening right now. And that's that relationship to the present. Absolutely. That is so very well said, Jay. Like really, really well said. I think that is a huge, that is exactly how to describe it. And I think what's awesome about that is that, again, I always, I constantly am really thinking about this accessibility thing. And this is what I do in my work with coaching and stuff like that, is framing things that people don't think are accessible to them in such a way that, that, that they really get that there's a path to to that skill being something they too can learn and grow into because otherwise fuck how what a bummer you know what i mean <laughs> like what a bummer life is if you no, if you don't feel no. like you can grow you life know what is I mean? not a bummer well, no, life no. is I'm, awesome i mean for the people <laughs> i mean for the people that think that these things are not accessible right that yeah. experience yeah. that painful experience of Oh, you can do that, but I can't do that. You can do, oh, that's, and, and they'll hear an inspirational story of possibility or us talking about what we're capable of doing or, or me being able to box out thoughts this weekend and be very present with my family or you being able to be super still under a parachute, whatever, any of these things. I, I would imagine some people hear this not as inspiration, but as as a bummer of like, oh, they can do it, but I can't. And so that's why I'm kind of constantly after how do we make these concepts accessible beyond just sharing our stories of that possibility being available? Well, one of the ways that I have found to create flow, or at least to learn to cultivate the, the flow state within myself is mindfulness. It's that practice of meditation and mindfulness. It's about being able to first become aware of the state of mind that I'm in. And that takes quite a bit of, usually takes a bit. I mean, I've been practicing doing it quickly or instantly, like just zoning in on where I am. And it's becoming more and more often that I'm able to tune into the noise inside of my mind and then recognize which channels I want to tune out and which ones I'd like to keep uh, on uh, like a scanning mode where I'm like uh, observing what's on them. And that practice of mindfulness is meditation and flow in its essence is moving meditation. It's, it's the mind quieting down all the extra stuff and only listening to the stuff that we choose to be of focus during that time yeah so it is accessible to absolutely everybody that yeah. but there's 100 percent truth in the statement that you don't need some there's no big skill set that is flow just 
closing your eyes and listening to your own breath is flow in itself. And that is something that each of us does on an every single day basis. Um, even as we fall asleep at night, you know, yeah. just ease into that state. Yeah. And for the record, so that it's made clear, peeps, I absolutely love, love life. <laughs> I really it's do. It's a bummer. It's, I'm telling you about my oh, it's such, such a, a bummer. bummer. No, it's just, I, I really, life is such an interesting thing. It is, and that's what I love about it is that it's fascinating, you know, being a human, having this human experience and just having all the experiences that we have. It's just, it's very, very interesting. I, I think it's because I'm very fascinated and interested in the human experience on all all levels get really people fascinate me and, and I fascinate myself also, which sounds kind of weird, but like, I, that's a part of, for me, the joy of growth. That's part for me, the joy of, Ooh, flow state. That's a thing. Oh, I haven't necessarily thought about that or I haven't necessarily put intention behind that to grow into that, to become more instantly accessing my breath or, or, you know what I mean? Like leaning into presence when I would normally be distracted or something like that. This idea of intentionality, I think also supports our ability to access flow state. Otherwise, the monkey mind is just very, very much default going to run the show. And so like that piece of intentionality going, Ooh, I can access this. That's an idea that excites me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Whether I'm working through an, a painful emotional challenge or whether I am just wanting to build a new skill set in a physical thing like dance or whatever that I might be pursuing, that intentionality helps me narrow, right? So you mentioned the narrowing of the focus. It That allows me to go, nope, not going to focus on this, this, and this, and this, and this. I'm going to focus on this and see what I learn. And that's like really fun to me. Even mm -hmm. if I don't do well at first, the path of that learning is actually really fun. I want to pivot a little bit from some of what you just said, because it rings a really loud bell for me, which I just had a wonderful conversation with a close friend of mine. Uh, yes, day before yes, night before last night before last. And we were actually out here at kind of Elsinore for the Chicks Rock Boogie. Oh, and I ran into yay. my friend Sebastian Alvarez and we were chatting and we were talking about life experience as you were just saying this whole thing this whole experience that's going on <laughs> and <laughs> i was sharing a concept with him which i've come to realize in my life and i know there's lots of people who feel the same way but it's not what we're commonly taught or the way that we tend to feel about the experience of life and this concept i like to refer to it as net positive meaning Everything that happens in this life, every experience that we have, all experiences are additional things added to our life experience. And now the types of experiences that we have are going to vary vastly from a beautiful, peaceful experience to a horribly traumatic experience to everything in between. Yeah. You could have something that's 
you know, upsetting. We could have something that's joyful or connective. We could have something that's nourishing and we could have something that's depleting. And, and no matter how we'd want to describe the experience, the experiences are still net positive, meaning I, every experience I have is added to the collection of experiences that I've had before this. And, and here is the key point to this all, because if I spend this hour with Melanie Curtis, I now have one additional hour of my life, which I've gained in a connective share with Miss Wonderful <laughs> Melanie Curtis. And because of that, I'm up one hour. Yeah. Now, when Melanie dies, because it's not if, it is when, mm -hmm. when Melanie dies, if it's before me, I do not lose that hour. Mm -hmm. That hour does not go away. I will not gain more hours in this same context. I could still sit for an hour and talk with her. Yep. She wouldn't necessarily return my conversation in the same way. Mm -hmm. But the net collective experience that I have is stays. It doesn't ever go away. I had that is the experience that I've had. And the next experience that I have is her leaving. Okay. That is still an experience in that grander jury journey. And the net result is more and more and more experiences until my life experience ends. So this concept is very simple for me to see that it's Everything is a positive. It, it is collectively more and more and more and more until our journey's over. And even then, that's a net positive experience. We're like, oh, now I'm experiencing death. Now I'm experiencing leaving this world. Now I'm experiencing moving on to whatever's beyond this world. And it comforts me. It brings me a beautiful peace to know that everything. The, every experience that I'm having, as challenging or as nourishing as it might be in the moment, it's all positive. It's all positive because all, it's all gaining. My, my life experience is building this bigger and bigger and bigger pile of life experience. And now, how does this tie to flow? Why is this important to connect to flow is because... If my life that I'm living right now is spent where I've spent a lot of it, I'll be completely honest and open with everybody. I've spent a lot of my life in my past. My past has a lot of traumas in it. It has some really difficult times in it. And my day-to-day -day behaviors, who I am and the way that I act have largely been rooted in the things that have happened to me. And I would use flow to break free from the things that have happened to me and get into the present moment and actually live my life and not just repeat living the same traumas or scary things or things I don't understand or know how to process over and over and over again. As equally as it is using flow state to not be tied up in my, oh shit, what if my mortgage and my job and my family and what if Melanie died? No, yeah. no, no, Melanie's going to die, right? Um, what if? Like, I can't be spending my life worrying about what if Melanie goes away because we know Melanie's going away. Never mind worrying about, I'm going to go away. What about if I die? My whole panicking mind, like monkey mind, just going off in anxiety land. Yeah. Get out of this, mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm. Just get out of this thing, Jay. Stop thinking about the past. Stop thinking about that because neither one of those things are actually happening right now. In the meantime, my life is going by. The clock is ticking. Absolutely. And 
I got to be here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's fu- it's funny that you mentioned, okay, I, I, you spent much of your life in the past. It's it's the mirror for me where I, because again, that pro, that propensity toward anxiety is that piece of trying to control things, right? Trying to control, trying to. What did you just post? I don't know. You posted. Oh yeah. Peace. That's right. Right. Yeah. You, you need to feel peace more than you need to feel in control. It's true. You want to feel peace. Yeah, it's true for sure. And it's taken me a lot, a lot of years and and not certainly in any way fully freed from this sense that control, this illusion of control is a safe, a safe place to be or feel. But I've definitely shed it a great deal. Like, and I feel so much more connected to the, and again, I know I keep saying skills, but I, I just feel very resonant around that and, and the accessibility of those things. But the skill of surrender, the mindsets of letting go and that the mindsets of trust, again, trust the journey, this space is helpful it for me and building those skills. Okay. Yeah. I'm having a present conversation with Jay. I'm not dead yet. Sweet. <laughs> you know, we could have zombie podcast. <laughs> we'll change the name when we're both dead. It'll be the zombie podcast. I mean, I'm tired, <laughs> but I'm not dead I feel like yet. A zombie. <laughs> Jay, Jay's going to go to okay. sleep right after this is over. Can you see that my eyes are half open right now? I'm like holding them with toothpicks. Zombie podcast. I know. Again, I I still am like, fuck yeah, go us for showing up so, so persistently and consistently. I'm so fucking proud of us. Anyway. I'm just going to close my mind. <laughs> I digress. But I, I've spent a majority of my life in that hypervigilant, I need to control in order to be safe monkey version of the monkey mind and the... It, when you first access flow state, and maybe you have a similar experience, because I think partly this is why I was so wildly into skydiving when I first found it, is that it is a very potent release from that. And so when we don't know how to access it through other ways, we think that the thing that we do that helps us access flow is the answer, when really it's not. It's just one avenue to being released from that monkey mind experience, whether it's the depressive, I'm in the past one, or whether it's the anxious, I'm in the future one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had a couple of wonderful conversations lately. Um, I had a good hour and a half long chat with one of our Trust the Journey family members the other night. Awesome. And I'm sure they know who they are because then they're going to listen to this episode. And that was (laughs) just a great talk. And following that over the next couple of days, um, that conversation actually had some content spurred by another great friend who came over and helped me finish painting some walls in my new place when I was in a hurry to get some stuff done. So thank you so much. You're wonderful. And I followed that up with a conversation the next day. So the three days in a row talking with uh, everyone are lifetime jumpers, people who've been in the sport for 10, 20, 30 years, and people who have been taking the time to ask themselves why they jump. Mm -hmm. And the conversations varied greatly, but all had the same core context of what you're referring to, which is 
I jump to put myself in a place where I am in control of what I do, or I jump to put myself in a place where I'm out of control mm. because I'm controlling things all the time. And now I'm not really the thing, you know, gravity's in control yep. and, and, or I jump to quiet my mind to get that monkey mind to go away and to be present and to get into that flow state. Yeah. And, and all the conversations, although they were very polarized in the positions about whether or not it's seeking control or releasing control or acceptance of either one of those, it's the acceptance, right? That's the big piece is going, I choose the action of getting out of the plane, but then after that, you're not the choices that you make are kind of ancillary to what's really going on. And whether or not you make the right choices or not, you're still subject to a higher power. So that whole concept of releasing, whether it is this attempt to control everything or putting, uh, what well, either way, there's an acceptance that has a peace in it because we know during this life, we don't choose the outcome. We think we do. We try to. We grand, write grand stories about it. Right from the time that we we're little kids, we're asked, what are you going to be when you grow up? Yeah. What's your life going to look like? And we try to write our life story at, while we're six years old in, yeah. in the first grade classroom. You know, I'm going to be a fireman. And this whole concept is just so far away from the reality of what our lives end up being for the 99% of people out there. I'm yeah. sure there's some that have the, this is what I said when I was two, and this is what I'm like at 99, and it went pretty much how I've planned it. But even then, we don't plan how and when we're going to go and what things might occur in the meantime. So where I'm going to with this is... There's a wonderful experience within the flow state, whether that's sitting still in a seated Vipassana meditation or whether that is moving at 100 miles per hour on some motorcycle or through the sky or whatever it might be in any spectrum where we learn how to act and react and anticipate without regard regardless of what's coming at us with a centered calm state of mind we learn not to overreact and not to underreact like there's a balanced amount of of action that's necessary and this is like i start feeling this happiness this thing rises up inside of me where it's so peaceful. It's so peaceful in that state of flow where we're not doing anything we don't need to do. I think that's the big thing. Like, it's like we're not wasting energy doing things we don't need to do. And we're not doing, not doing enough. So there's a balance of like, I'm working hard enough to create a, a, the journey that I will hope comes out the way I want it to and we're not underdoing it or overdoing it it's this beautiful harmony and when I say harmony I think music I think synergy with nature I think about just moving through this life experience with a state of peace a yeah. state of synergy 
state of harmony. And I highly encourage everybody to include flow state practices as part of your routine. If it can't be on the daily, think about like, what can I do once or twice a week? That is, I know I, you, I'm not, I'm not going to say me, I, you find flow, however you find it, wherever it exists for you, plan it into your schedule and hold boundaries around it that guard it to say, this time is for me to go and just be. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned for myself, and this is going back to, this builds on what you just said, and also goes back to and touches on, we've, we've touched on the monkey mind a bunch as what we are freed from in flow state and what we haven't expressly said in maybe simplistic terms is going from the monkey mind and into the body, like the body, mm -hmm. the body, the body, the body. So even I, the reason I sort of was starting to think about and I'm not a surfer, but I am happy to be in waves and stuff like that. Yeah, Jay's a surfer. Um, but I can imagine just sort of being bod like my body in those waves and how because my body is being activated by that experience, by that space, that helps me even more so get out of the monkey mind and access flow state because I'm trusting the deeper knowing of my body and surrendering to that experience. So it's like that helps me, you know what I mean? So for me, flow state is very often coupled with some kind of physical activity where my body is engaged. It doesn't always have to be that. Like I made the you know, the, my body's engaged when I'm dancing on a wedding dance floor or whatever, but it's not really engaged when I'm in a conversation. So there are ways where I can access flow state without it, but most consistently and just eat the ease of access almost always involves my body. How about dancing? Dancing so, for sure for me. Right. I, I put this example on the table because I'm visiting some friends of mine and they have two kids, which you may have heard in the background earlier. And you don't teach children to dance. They just dance, right? Music comes along and they know which move is the move that their body wants to vibrate to or how it wants to gyrate or what movement wants to happen based on what they're feeling. And it just occurs. And there's something really valuable to observe in that, in the sense that we all have the same reactions as adults. My, when my hip starts moving or when my foot starts tapping, my knee starts bouncing, my hand starts slapping, whatever those are, they're not conscious. I don't think, hey, I'm going to slap my hand to my leg as a response to this funky country rhythm that I'm digging on. That's that's not a, like there's no consciousness in that. That's a very flow state behavior. So any one of us can think about when we start humming along, whistling along, we start moving in relationship to a vibration of music. That's flow. That's that is unconscious the mind 
and the body connecting and the body responding to that and connecting to that energy. And that's one of my absolute favorite. There's so much healing that occurs in dance and you can make dance as simple as tapping your finger, snapping your finger. That's dance. If you think you don't know how to dance, you're wrong. This yeah, is da- like correct. snapping your finger is dance. Correct. Everything is dance. You know, nodding your head is dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One of the things I just just came to my mind is there and this is OK. You're talking about kids and that access of flow state and how flow state is so healing. If we talk about it on the uh, other wheel spoke of the wheel where we talk about I don't know, business or leadership or just those types of spaces. Flow is understood to be something very good, right? People, mm-hmm. people, it's not that it's pedestaled where it's like, oh, if you're in flow state, but there is something that connects to the idea, the concept, the conversation about flow, the experience of flow, the results that we produce when in flow, that they are known to be elevated. People know that. So there's something to that, you know, that that piece of the conversation, not just, oh, it feels so good and it's so healing. It is known to produce elevated results in those lanes. And so it behooves us to really look at and question, how can I get into this state in this lane of my life? You know what I mean? How can I access flow state in the office? <laughs> you know, like it's sort of almost mm-hmm. a counterintuitive question, but it's a it's a question. How can I access well, flow state in my work? How can I access flow state in my connecting with my family? How can et cetera? Go ahead. So there's another form of flow that we haven't touched on yet, which is team flow, Yeah, which is when you're working in a group of people and a team begins with two, right? So if more than one person is engaged in an activity together where it's something that you both feel engaged in, you're you're excited about it, the creativity is flowing. So there's a connection inside of what's occurring in that our creative minds are at work. And I'm a big believer and a vocal proponent, I think that's the right word to use there, towards the idea that when we are in our creator's mind, we are truly expressing our our God self, the creator within ourself when we are creating art, when we're being creative and doing so in groups. I just recently listened to another podcast about flow and it was referring to how special forces teams will talk about how they move in group flow and much like a flock of birds or a school of fish, Mm -hmm. the leader may change at any point in time as to who the lead in the group is based on what the need is at that time and who's most skilled in a particular area or who's most attuned to a particular circumstance that is occurring. And so there's a bunch of science around flow or flock dynamics for birds or fish where they say that it's only 7% of the actual flock of birds or the school of fish that is determining the directional movements, which of a flock that could have thousands of birds or animals in it. And that's the same thing with us as working together as people. And I think about all the times where I've engaged in team flow or group flow, and I could say, um, 
Intimacy, when you're deeply connected with somebody else, is a beautiful form of flow. Music, performing music together with others is a one. We, I mean, we'll everybody around the world knows we'll gather together to watch and listen people in flow together and experience that energy and how it affects us. And as skydivers, team flow is a very big part of what we do. We take the time to develop our individual skill set. And then we take that into bigger and bigger groups, if that's what interests us. And then we learn how to be cohesive and how to adapt our particular set of skills and abilities to move within that grander group. And that applies to surfers. It applies to motorcycle riders. I've been in wonderful group rides, even, you know, whether it's two people paired up riding together and flying together, or whether you're in a large group, same thing. We all do it. Here's an example, folks, that you probably don't even think about that you're doing when you drive on the highway. Yeah. When you're driving on the highway, we're exhibiting a form of flow in which we all understand the rules that need to be um, adhered to and how we need to move as a particular you know, within our individual roles in order to make the great big group flow work. You know, are we, do we know the person across from us? Probably not. We're not, you know, personally connected to everybody, but that's the same thing on like a big skydive, you know, on a big skydive, you might know a few of the people that are really close to you, but they may not be anywhere near you on the jump. You're going to have some total strangers flying next to you doing the same thing. So if you've ever driven your car, you've participated in group flow Mm -hmm. and there's so many versions of it. And it's that is like what you were just saying on in the, in the workspace, group flow, team flow, very powerful, especially in the creative realm when we're talking about developing an idea, yeah, absolutely. working on a, working on a project, working on something together. We're like, and, and the ideas start coming and the pieces start flowing and one person finishes somebody else's sentence and the next person takes it and builds it into something else that can actually be created or active actioned on. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason yeah. and, and how do we access team flow? And this is relevant in, again, we were talking earlier about the women's vertical world record. I have highlight those, those high stress, high well, I guess they're not necessarily high stress, but they're highly tech. Yes, well, they're not. Al- they're they're not always high stress. They they really aren't well, always high stress, but they're highly well, on, they're highly technical. It's definitely stressful though, but you not not maybe not like by grinding teeth, but like what's actually occurring is highly stressful. Yeah, it's not in, and I guess the word stress is a potentially yeah. the context of that word is it matters. Most people, I think, hear that as like you are stressed and you're feared, you're afraid, and you're kind of freaking out. I don't mean it like that, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. an elevated environment and an elevated experience, of course. Um, where I was going though with this talking about highlight, talking about the record team is that how we access team flow better and more quickly is by trusting those around us. And so it matters that when we build a pod or a breakoff sector or a whatever, the base or my teammates who are selected to go on this particular stadium jump or whatever, that that piece of trust matters in order to get to flow state better. Because again, if we don't trust the person next to us, then we have more fear in our body. P- 
period. It just blocks the flow that much more. And it's it's totally normal. So again, we talk about like, oh, team building and and building relationships and stuff like that. Well, there is so much value in that on the path to this thing that we're trying to seek. Like if again, this notion of flow state being where we access elevated results and where we have life experiences where we're just like loving it. You know what I mean? So it's the range of things. It's accessing flow and understanding how we access it more efficiently and more readily and more just easily. I really heard you just heard you. I heard you say. I'm going to summarize it. Yeah. Our bodies are more relaxed when they're not in a state of fear. If we're in a state where we trust ourselves and we trust those around us, our body is able to relax and we're able to have a life experience that isn't driven by fear. It's driven by peace. It's driven by trust. Trust and peace to me are basically the same thing. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, if I trust everybody around me, I'm at peace. Yes. If I trust myself and my skills and where I you know that I, what I'm doing, then I'm at peace. And so what I hear you say is... If I'm able to move away from fear by building trust, then I'm able to move and be present in this life in a state of peace. And that leads me to exactly what you made in your recent share, which was I'm looking for peacefulness, not control. Mm -hmm. It's not really control that we get in flow state. It's peacefulness that we get in flow state. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's the perfect place to put a pin in this conversation it's beautiful for sure thank you my friend as tired as I was of course it's always beautiful and wonderful to talk to you and connect and thank you for being a pillar of my peacefulness in my life and and all of that yeah I'm full of gratitude I've been surrounded by beautiful people Melanie our entire audience the trusted journey family appreciate you all so much you're all such big parts of my life and you allow me to feel trust and allow me to feel peace so thank you for your contributions and I'd like to thank Kimberly because she helps out so much I trust that she's gonna make it all happen and I'm like somebody's got my back right so thank (laughs) you Kimberly Joy Voice for keeping it all together for us and thank you Melanie for all the work that you do and thank you for everybody who supports the show if you'd like to become a supporter please consider donating on Patreon we really appreciate need and help your help and if you'd like to become a bigger supporter of the show and you want to become an advertiser, an aligned brand, a sponsor, a partner, we're open to that. Let's reach out to MelanieCurtis.com, Jason underscore Maledsky on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, all those things. Trustthejourney.today also on Instagram. And we just love you so much. Thank you, everyone, in all the ways that you support, whether you support financially or not, the shares, the five stars, we say that, but it really does make a difference. And again, our our biggest mission is connection and making a, a real impact on people's lives and helping people feel less alone and more supported. And so that can be easily achieved by sharing an episode that you think might resonate with someone you love. So we love you. Thank you so much. And yeah, talk to you next time. Love you all. Thank you.